This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hello, Orlando City fans. This is your host, Gavin Rushnell, and welcome back to the OC Lions blog podcast, a fan's perspective of Orlando City Soccer Club. Today, I'm going to be discussing the 1-1 draw against FC Cincinnati, a horrible result, a horrible result that I, I don't really even want to talk about it, but I, you know, I do obviously because it's my podcast, but I don't want to talk about it because such a terrible, horrible result. So we're not going to be talking a lot about the game. We're kind of going to be talking about the implications of the game. And then we're also going to be having a little James O'Connor debate. Before we get into all of that, though, follow me on Twitter at OC Lines blog. I'm three away from the 100. And of course, there's a giveaway. If you win the giveaway, you are a special guest on the podcast. So I just need three more followers. If you are not following, make sure you get me over that 100 mark and that giveaway will begin. Also, follow me on Instagram at OC Lines Blog. Don't post as much on there as I do on Twitter, but that's just because of the nature of the app. And then if you want to check out my blog, www.oclinesblog.com. I wrote a very, very quick article after the game last night. I did not really want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, the, I did. I just kept it short, sweet, and to the point, gave my player ratings, and that was it on there. But usually I go a little bit more in-depth than that, and I talk about the game, I talk about the game coming up, and if something big happens, I usually write about it on the blog. Let's quickly go over this tie, though. I'm going to start with the lineup. So we started in our 4-3-3. We started with Rowan Goal. Moutinho at left back, Janssen Sané in the middle, and Juan at right back. We had Johnson, Mendez, and Pereira along the middle three, and then the front three were Nani, Dwyer, and Akindele. Something that a lot of us thought that's our full strength lineup. Something that I was very confident going into the game. You know, I said 2-0 was my prediction. I, I was pretty pleased with that prediction. I thought that we would play well. We didn't. We did not play well at all. But before I get into the game, I do want to quickly touch on the Moutinho injury, something that is very frustrating to me. I guess it was it was a calf injury. It had nothing to do with his hamstring. Either way, I don't think he was fit enough. I don't think he was fit enough to play. It wasn't necessarily a re-injury, but it was an injury to another muscle that was caused from not being ready to play. He was not ready to play. He trained this week. He trained this week after being out for most of the season. This was like his first or second week back full training. And you're going to throw him into a nothing game? This this game didn't mean anything. What? We, we, we didn't need him. We did not need him in this game at all. We did not need to risk this nothing game having Moutinho on. We have Miller, we have Smith who could have filled in. Shit, we have Acosta who you could have tried. Instead, he went full strength against this team who were supposed to be beating easily, who were supposed to be a bad team. And instead, he starts Moutinho who gets injured sixth minute, seventh minute, something very early on. 
It's ridiculous. I feel bad for him. He should not have played. If you want to play him, play him against Chicago at home. You know, give him another week. Not not this, you have one or two weeks to fully train, get ready, and then start a game. He was not fit. It's very annoying. I, I, feel, I feel very bad for Moutinho. But in terms of the game overall, we came into this game way too overconfident. We looked like we thought we deserved to be in the playoffs. We do not deserve to be in the playoffs. We don't. We don't deserve it. The players are all just like... I feel like we have a team of rejects. I'm not going to lie. I, If you look at it, Nani, European reject. I'm sorry. Went to United, did well, and then he got passed around. Went to Portugal, went to Turkey, went to... Um, did he play in Spain? I don't know. He played for like some random teams. He did not go to the biggest and baddest teams. He went to United, played well for them, and he's a good player. Do not get me wrong, but he is a European reject. Then we have Dwyer. Sporting KC, reject. He's here under the basis of nostalgia because he won the cup for us, scoring four goals in the final in 2013. Good player, but not good enough for us. We have Yuri Rossell sitting on the bench. He's better than Johnson. Johnson's past it. He works hard. But he doesn't really contribute anything offensively. We have Janssen, Sané, European rejects. Moutinho, LAFC, reject. Rowe, MLS reject. We got him as a free agent. Akindele. He's been decent this season, but he's been... He's been bad these last couple weeks. He hasn't contributed anything. It's been ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. We went into this way too overconfident. We think we're better than we are. That's what I think it is. That's what this game showed. We think we are better than we are. There was not a lot of hard work being done at all. Not a lot of hard work off the ball. I don't care if this is a nothing game that... We were in an unlikely situation. We did that to ourselves. You still have to finish the season with some pride. And we didn't finish the season at all with pride. We did not work hard. We lost a lot of 50-50 balls. We allowed this horrible FC Cincinnati team to pin us back. I mean, that's something we should have been doing to them. We should have been pinning them back into their half. Teams have been doing that to them all season. Now all of a sudden... We're getting pinned back from FC Cincinnati? Really? Really? Maybe us fans are overestimating our team. Not even just the players, the fans. I mean, we're 22nd in all of MLS. Something that I believe Cleon posted on Twitter. Um, what's his Twitter handle? Say say what nah? Say what nah? Yeah. I believe he, um, co-host of Orlando Lions Den. Yes. Orlando City in 2018, last season, 11th in the East, 22nd in MLS. 
Orlando City 2019, 11th in the East, 22nd in MLS. Where is this improvement that we've been speaking of? Where is it? I don't see it. It's the end of the season. We're in the same position as last year. And it comes from stupid, terrible performances like this one. We should have been attacking Cincinnati. We should have been attacking them. Hands down. The first half, we sat deep. We allowed them to get onto the edge of our box and make chances. That's not a good way to defend. And we're doing it. And their first goal came from it. We dropped way too deep. We did not pressure them. I mean, their first goal. Let's go straight into it. Um, Their first goal. Because they did hit the post with some decent build-up play. They switched the ball to Lamar. Amazing, amazing, amazing save by Rowe. There. But the first goal comes from us dropping way too deep. The ball gets sent out to their left winger. Okay? He has the ball. He's on the left touch line. Probably... 30, 28, 25 yards away from our goal line. No pressure comes to him. No pressure whatsoever. Juan just backs off. And that's something, that's a tactic. That's not something Juan's just doing. That's James O'Connor saying, drop off, let him have that space. Well, we put no pressure on him whatsoever. He dinks the ball over the defense into the box. That's how close he is. It's just a little dink. Hits it over everybody's head. I mean, it's a pass I could have made. He had no pressure on him. He had so much time. He just dinked it over. It was a good run. And then it's just a simple pullback to Alan Cruz. Slams at home. 1-0. Too easy. Way too easy. And then they really should have had a penalty. Um, the only reason I can think of is why it wasn't a penalty is maybe it hits um, whoever's hand it was. It might have been a handball, and so the ref didn't want to say, hey, this is a penalty, but we're not going to look at the ball hitting the hand and it going forward. So that's the only reason why I think it might not be a penalty. But I think if that ball hits his hip and goes, it's a penalty. Rowe took him out. Poor positioning by Rowe there. And we got lucky that the ref did not give a penalty because I think that one was more 50-50 or even really 60-40 in Cincinnati's favor. We got lucky. But then, we're down 1-0 at halftime. We come out in the second half, and we play much more direct. Um, not faster, but we play more direct. Uh, we, we did make more chances. Pereira had the cross to Dwyer, who hit the header, and good save by Teton. Um, Pereira had a through ball to Smith, a very good through ball with the outside of his foot. He crossed to the back post to Mueller, who played a ball into Johnson, who crossed it to Nani, whose header went wide. We were really starting to suffocate them and keep them in their half, what we were supposed to do, but our passing and build-up play was way too slow. We still looked like we didn't care. We still looked like we didn't care. Passing and build-up play was way too slow. We were like, yeah, we're losing to FC Cincinnati. Oh, well. (laughs) Like, no, not a well. Go get a goal. Show that you care. Mueller came on the field, showed that he cared. That's why a lot of people like him. He didn't play relatively amazing, but he got the ball, played direct, looked for attacking chances, and, you know, at least had some spark in his game. 
whereas most of the team did not have a spark today. We did end up getting that goal, and that's what I wanted. So I am, I'm happy about that. I'm not happy about the performance whatsoever, but at least we got the goal. Uh, Nani did great, 1v1 on the right side. Dinked a perfectly weighted ball to Dwyer at the back post. Beautiful cross. Over the goalkeeper and over everybody. Nobody can get it. Lands on Dwyer's head. He does lose out on the challenge. Ball falls to Benji Michelle. And, you know, how fitting is it that our future star, I, I think he's a future star, uh, four goals this season in MLS. He He's always in the right place at the right time, it seems. He's very fast, very good at putting the ball back in the net. Like, he's not no Carlos Rivas. He doesn't get in front of goal and panic. He puts the ball in the back of the net. I think he is a star in the making. How fitting is it that he is the one to break the record, get the 74-goal monkey off of our back? Um, No, we no longer have that record. Cincinnati just conceded their 75th goal to us. However, we do have a new monkey off on our back. That is right. We have not gone the entire season with back-to-back victories. We did not get any back-to-back victories this season. How sad is that? How sad is that? We went 34 games without getting two wins in a row. One thing I wanted at the beginning of the season was consistency across the season. Uh, I wanted us to be, instead of six games won and ten games lost in a row or nine games lost in a row, I wanted it to be, hey, we're going to win some, then we're going to lose some, and then we're going to bounce back and win some again. We did that the whole season. We never went win, 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 loss, loss. Like, never. We went win, loss, draw, draw, win, draw, loss, 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 draw, win, draw, draw. <laughs> so many freaking ties this season. We turn a couple of those ties into victories, a couple of those losses into ties. Well, well, more more of the ties into victories than the losses into ties. You know, you think of New England, think of Atlanta, we should have won that game. Man, we should have won that game. I can't wait till we get a good offense. I cannot wait till we get a good offense. But yeah, we went the whole season... I'm sorry, guys. I'm rambling. I'm rambling. I'm doing it. It's one of those days. Game ends 1-1. We officially end the season without playoffs and without any back-to-back victories. Let's quickly look at some stats um, of the game. They aren't pretty. I'll tell you that right now. We allowed FC Cincinnati to have 16 shots, 7 on target. We only had 13 shots, and we only had 3 on target. We had 55% possession. They had 45. So we did keep the ball more. It wasn't passing with purpose. It was just keeping the ball. It was poor. That's what it was. It was poor. Um, Pass accuracy, 77% for us, 83% for them. We had double the fouls they had. We had 14. They had seven. We had three L cards. They had one. We had zero offsides. They had one. We had six corners, and they had two. Not good stats there. That that looks like they were the team in the ascendancy for most of the game. 
And then at the end, they were sitting back and defending, which is basically what they were. And let's look at some player ratings. Let's talk about some of the players. Um, Brian Rowe, gave him a 6 out of 10. I wrote down on the player ratings 5 out of 10. He deserves a 6. He made that big save in the first half to tip the ball onto the bar. So he does not deserve a 5. He deserves a 6. Huan, 4 out of 10. Got into very good attacking positions and then did terrible with the ball. Um, Defensively, he did not pressure, and I know that's not his fault. That's down to James O'Connor telling him what to do and what not to do, but he didn't pressure. (laughs) He dropped back. He allowed a player to put a cross into the box way too easily, and we conceded from it. 4 out of 10 from Juan. Sané and Janssen both get a 5 out of 10. Pretty average performances from them. Moutinho, not available. Barely played because he got injured. Mendez, another poor performance from him, 3 out of 10. Johnson gave him a 5. Pereira gave him a 5. I thought he was very good in the attack, but in the defensive side of the ball, I was asking for a little more. He didn't really contribute defensively as much as I wanted him to this game, so that's why I gave him a 5. Akindele gave him a 4, was very poor. Dwyer gave him a 5. He was energetic, although I'm really getting tired of seeing him dive everywhere. Um, just, just get off, get up off the floor, Dwyer, and play some soccer. Quit complaining to the ref. It's so annoying. And Nani, I gave him a four. I was not happy with his display. He was very slow on the ball. He did end up putting the cross in to get the assist. Um, well, not the assist, but he put the cross into Dwyer, and that ended up getting us the goal. But overall, he slowed out, he slowed down our play a lot. He was part of the reason why. We just did not attack well. So I gave him a four. I wasn't happy with his performance. For our subs, Smith gave him a five. He did the best he could over at left back. Michelle gave him a six. He's also my man of the match because he came on, scored a goal, got the one thing we, uh, at least I wanted. I wanted us to score this goal. I did not want it to be DC United. I wanted us to score this 75th goal, and we got it. Mueller gave him a five out of ten. Uh, came on, was Direct, but didn't really change much. A um, couple attacking phases here and there, but nothing crazy. Now I just want to quickly uh, go into a little James O'Connor talk. Um, nothing crazy. I'm not screaming sack James O'Connor or anything, but this is something we do need to talk about. He He's on the hot seat. I don't think he should be fired. I think we should keep him. That's... That's where I stand right now, but there is a debate to be had. There's definitely debate. Today was definitely worrying for James O'Connor, in my opinion. Today was pretty worrying. Um, The tactics were wrong. We gave them way too much respect. Uh, I think we should have played a 4-2-3-1 instead of a 4-3-3. That means you have more players in their attacking third, and that means you can pin them back, pin them back, pin them back, pin them back. Instead, we went for the 4-3-3. We played a little bit more defensive, played a little bit more cautious, and they came at us, and we had dropped deeper and deeper, and they ended up scoring. We played poor, first half. We should have had four attacking players. We should have had that attacking mid who is the link between the midfield and the attack, and we should have been all over them, pressing high. Instead, it, it the players did come out flat. I, I will say that the players did not help James O'Connor's case because it did look like he wanted to press high, but it just looked like the players looked confused of their roles. Like, have they never 
trained with some of these tactics before. Like some of the players would press high and then some of them wouldn't. Some of them would sit super deep. And they'd be like, well, like, what are you doing? And what's the point of pressing high if you're just going to leave all this space in the middle of the field? Like sometimes you'd see Pereira up there with the three um, attackers and pressing, and then you'd have a massive, massive gap. And Mendez and Johnson would be sitting super deep and would not be helping. And it's like, what are you doing? They're wasting their breath for nothing. And, and so the players did not help at all, but they also looked pretty confused. They looked pretty confused of their roles today. Um, and I will say that this was Cincinnati's last home game of the season. So that's just another part of it. They were up for it. You know, they had a packed house, last home game of the season. They were raring to go, ready to set something straight, you know, but, but they're not a good team. They came out and were, were they were trying to show that they are better than what their season has shown. They were trying to come out and say, hey, there's promise for next season. We apologize for such a poor season. We're going to play hard today and try and win this game. Overall, they're not a good team, and we made them look like a good team today. James O'Connor's tactics today made them look like a good team. We dropped deep. We allowed them to have possession. We allowed them to attack. We, We told them, come on, come at us, come at us, come at us. Well, they came at us, and they really deserved to win. We did not deserve to steal points out of this game at all. We did not deserve it. That's why it feels like a loss. It's just another tie that feels like a loss. I think we have 10 ties this season. That's not good enough. Can't have 10 ties. 10 points out of 30 points offered. That's not playoff material. That means you have to win like 10 games. We have nine wins. Shoot, you need more than 10. You need 13, 12 wins, 13 wins to make the playoffs. Not just 10. We're not a, we're not that good of a team, guys. I mean, neither are Cincinnati. We should have come and, you know, made them look like the team they are. But we're not as good as we think we are. I'm going to have a quick little mini debate here, though. I want to talk about would I be JOC in or JOC out? And the only argument I can think for James O'Connor in is, well, I guess there's a couple. One, he's made us more competitive. We have definitely been more competitive this season. But it's kind of hard to make us more competitive or to not make us more competitive. I mean, last year we were losing, losing, and losing, and barely getting any sort of results. So it's not that hard to make this team more competitive. I feel like I could have gone in and done that. Say, hey, let's go out there and work hard and not make it easy for teams to roll over us. So that's one reason why I'd keep him. He's made us more competitive and he's shown progress. But also, he does need his full squad. This is a manager who needs his full squad and the players he wants who he knows can consistently perform. You can't have Dwyer as your starting striker, paying him a million and a half, and he's scoring, what, five, six, seven goals this season? Not when you're paying him that much money. Um, You have Kleschen, not even in the match day squad. Million dollars. You could get two very good midfielders for that money. 
and he's not even making the squad. You have Robinho, $200,000. Hasn't He's played like two, three games for us. The last I've seen of Robinho was he was crying because he got substituted at halftime, and he was talking to James O'Connor about it. Haven't really seen him since. He definitely needs players, and he needs his full squad that he wants. So that's why I'm JOC. That's why that's why I would be JOC in. I mean, when he played for Louisville, it was a project. Uh, so I hear it was a project, and once he got his players, he was a very good manager. So we need to be patient with him if that is the case. But there is also the case for James O'Connor out. You look at the past results, uh, seven games now, we've been winless. Um, It's been a pretty poor season overall. Again, we haven't won two games back-to-back, so that's looking back. But looking around the league, I mean, FC Cincinnati just got a new manager. They've had decent results. They beat Montreal, they tied Chicago, and now they tied us when they should have beat us with their new manager. The same amount of players not the same amount, but the same exact players who were the worst in the league. The worst defense in MLS history. New manager got them to win a game. Got to tie a couple games. You know, just like that. That quick. You know, a couple games. That's ridiculous. That is very fast. New England. They went from dead last to the playoff team they are under Bruce Arena. And, of course, they signed Gustavo Bo. That helps. But Bruce Arena, he's turned that team around. San Jose have improved massively under Matias Almeida. Very short period of time. They're fighting for a playoff spot right now. They've had a poor run of form recently. But they were in the top five, even made it to the t- to second place at one point. I mean, we, we got smacked 3-0 by them. If we played them at the beginning of the season, we probably would have won that game. But... Mateus Almeida turned them around, made them into a team that are fighting for the playoffs. I mean, my verdict is I'm still JOC in, but really because I'm tired of this revolving door. You know, let him get his players. Let's see if they can produce. But you know what? After 20 games, if we're not sitting in the top five, or I guess a well, yeah, fifth. I think minimum fifth next year. If James O'Connor gets the players he 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 needs, he needs to be in fifth place. Sixth or seventh, that means you're you're fighting to stay stay afloat in the playoff race. Fifth means you're probably going to make it in. If he can't be in fifth after twenty games, just over halfway through our season, he's got to go. He's got to go. Because that just that just shows me that he's not good enough then. That he's not a good enough manager. That when we back him, we give him the people and the players he needs. If he can't produce, then he's not good enough. So I'm still James O'Connor in, but with a with a slight with a slight caveat. He's got about twenty games next season to impress the fans and the board. That's my verdict. I am pretty excited for the offseason, though, you know, to see what kind of transfers we do make, what kind of players do leave, who comes in. I doubt we'll get rid of Dwyer, but 
see if we can get a striker, um, see how our midfield changes, to see what kind of changes are made to the defense. It's going to be interesting. We're definitely going to be doing a podcast about looking into some targets that we should have and see if any of them come to fruition. That should be pretty fun. But that'll just about do it for me, guys. Obviously very disappointed with the result today, but we live to fight another day. We have a home game against Chicago on Sunday. I don't know how many people are going to be there. I don't know if it's going to sell out because it's the last game of the season or if it's going to be pretty empty because it's been a horrible end to the season. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, home game against Chicago this upcoming Sunday. I am going to take a break from the daily podcast for a day. So tomorrow you're not going to hear from me. I think I've been kind of throwing podcasts at you every single day since last week. Figured I'd let you guys take a break. Go listen to whatever other podcast you want to listen to if you've been sticking with me this whole time. And then I believe on Wednesday I will be back re-watching the first half of the FC Cincinnati game and going through that. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I do have a giveaway going on at 100 followers. I am currently at 97. need three more for this giveaway to start. And then the winner will um, be a special guest on the podcast. So go over and follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at OCLinesBlog. And follow me Uh, or not follow me, but go check out the website, www.oclinesblog.com. Till next time, this has been Gavin Rushnell and Vamos Orlando.